You're listening to Earshot from WXXI News. I'm Veronica Volk. This week, a piercing sound on Pleasant Street in downtown Rochester has neighbors at their wits' end. And it's just on all day long. I hear this noise in my sleep, it seems like. But some people think the noise is beneficial as an anti-loitering device. It's doing more good than harm to me. Plus, the food truck rodeo is back at the Rochester Public Market after a year's hiatus. But how have the trucks been faring this past year? Food trucks were at an advantage without spending money because they're already outside and they can have social distancing without busting down a wall. All that from your local news podcast, Earshot. Last week, I got a call from David Andrietta. He's the editor of City Magazine. And he asked me to grab my recording equipment and meet him on Pleasant Street in downtown Rochester. So I did. I grabbed my mic and I drove down there. And as soon as I turned onto Pleasant Street, I could hear it. Hey, you can hear it coming down the block. Not the church bells. It was this high-pitched squealing sound. It seemed to be coming from Our Lady of Victory, a Catholic church at 210 Pleasant Street. No, I actually thought it was the gate. But, oh, that's bad. In fact, before I give you a headache or a reason to turn off my show, I'm going to edit the higher frequencies down as much as possible. That's better. Yeah. All right, so so this is the woman who complained. The reason David asked me to come down here was because he heard about this sound from the neighbors. Lovely, isn't it? (laughs) It's exquisite. Specifically this neighbor, Michelle Tucker. And I'm right there on the second floor. My my desk, I work right between those two windows. So it's like, I mean, I can't have my window open. Michelle lives in the Warner Lofts right across from the church. And she says she's been hearing this sound for months. Uh, I've been keeping a spreadsheet now. Um, it's every couple of days at least it'll go on. Sometimes it'll go on like today at 8 a.m. And it's just on all day long. I hear this noise in my sleep, it seems like. So what's with the noise? Well, first of all, it seems to be coming from these metal boxes that are mounted to the sides of the church. And they look a lot like a device called the mosquito. It's a controversial machine that emits these high-pitched sounds that basically annoy people into leaving the area. The company that makes them claims to disrupt antisocial behavior with the audio deterrent, and it's often targeted toward teenagers. The machine has this one frequency that's only supposed to be heard by people under 25. A lot of municipalities have experimented with this. Just a couple years ago, the city of Philadelphia started installing these in public parks. People fought it as a noise violation and a public nuisance, and even discrimination. And still, the city decided to keep them in place. But those devices mainly target teenagers. The unrelenting sound on Pleasant Street, though, can be heard by most people, regardless of age. And as an anti-loitering device, Michelle says she's not sure it's working. I also don't think it's very effective. Um, I have my own personal opinions on whether or not it, it is in teachings and keeping with, uh, with the motto and mission of an establishment like that. But um, just, it just doesn't seem to work. So, 
as evidence of that, on this street at 10 in the morning on a Friday, there are people openly getting high and relieving themselves in public. All that was still happening, even with the noise. I don't see it really deterring a lot of the folks around here who may be, you know, considered to be loitering. These are folks that are suffering from a variety of issues. And, you know, someone's out here and they're spending a lot of time out here. There's probably a pretty darn good reason for it. Not everyone in the neighborhood feels the same way. While we were talking to Michelle, another neighbor interrupted us. No. Go ahead, t- tell, us, tell us what you're saying. They, when that turns off, you have everybody trying to crap in the alley, pissing on the stairs, sitting there getting high, getting drunk. That's Robert Ford. He lives around the corner on Clinton. He says if it weren't for the sound, there would be even more people so using the church's front steps for illegal behavior. I don't want to look out my window and see everybody just kind of hanging out, falling over the stairs and... Is doing more good than harm to me. We wanted to talk to the folks in Our Lady of Victory about the noise. So we walked inside. My name is David Henrietta. I'm with uh, City Magazine and WXXI. And we're looking to speak with someone from the church about the squealing sound. And it was a total coincidence that on that day, people from the church were meeting with Rochester City Police. Well, we received some complaints from people who, you know, uh, People complain to the media. You know that. Oh, I know. And, uh, and uh, it's pretty loud. Okay. <laughs> so talking to people in the neighborhood who say, hey, man, um, can the church turn this off? Turn and what? It, and we're wondering what it's for. Okay. Well, I, well, I guess the question is, is... is this is Lieutenant Jeff Lefebvre with the RPD. Is the same people are calling. What are they doing to help the church to keep people that don't need to be on the sidewalk who are doing drugs and other illicit activities, preventing parishioners from going from the church, what are they doing to help? I guess that's the question. That's why we're here. Okay. Is that the, is that the neighbor's job to, to... It's the community's job as a whole to make sure. sure that all the services in the community... And that's Captain Gabriel Person. That all the services in the community are actually uh, be able to be attended. So 100%, this is a community issue, and that's why, like I said before, we're here to deal with the community issue. Okay. So if you guys could just excuse us, we're going to go do our site survey. And then either so I guess uh, the pastor is the not father. The father, he's, uh, he goes by. He's not going to talk to us. Uh, that I, I don't know, but that's his prerogative, one way or the other. The head of the church, Reverend Ronald Antinarelli, did not talk to us. We went back outside. So the church never did say what it was for, but the police all but confirmed that it's yeah. <laughs> it's to keep people off the property. We also reached out to the Roman Catholic Diocese of Rochester, but they told us to direct all our questions back to the parish. You can kind of see why Our Lady of Victory would employ this particular tool. Why anyone would want to keep the front steps of a place of worship, or even a business or a home, safe from vandalism or worse. But the question from the neighbors is, is this the best way to do it? After an hour outside the church, David and I called it. We went home. Later, when he asked the city if the noise violated any ordinances or if there had been any complaints, he got an email from Justin Roy, the communications director. It was a correspondence between the mayor's office and the Department of Neighborhood and Business Development. It says, Staff at Our Lady of Victory Church have apparently installed a mosquito sound device as a deterrent to loitering on the property. Occupants from the neighboring locations have complained, and RPD is responding.
This story was published earlier this week, and we wanted to know if the mosquito was still buzzing. My colleague Gino Finelli with City called the church, and he spoke to a woman who works for the answering service, who said that the noise had been shut down. I also spoke with Michelle Tucker, who said it's been almost a week and she hasn't heard them turn it back on. Thanks to David Andrietta for all his reporting on this. You can read his full story at rockcitynews.org. Hi, this is Evan Dawson from WXXI. And if you're enjoying Earshot, then you'll want to subscribe to our other podcast, Connections with Evan Dawson. That's me. On the podcast, you can catch up on discussions about current events, arts, politics, and interesting people. Subscribe to Connections with Evan Dawson, where you subscribe to Earshot from WXXI News. The Food Truck Rodeo is back at the public market, happening on the last Wednesday of the month, all through the summer. But navigating the pandemic has been quite the journey for some local food trucks. My colleague Noelle Evans has this story. It's a Thursday evening at Greece Little League Fields. Near the concession stand is a Kona Ice food truck. They make shaved ice desserts that customers dress up by pouring flavored syrups over the ice scoops using tabs on the outside of the truck. Nicole Nitty has owned the franchise since 2011. When the pandemic hit, she says they scaled back and turned to online orders. In a way, she says it was like an upgrade from the old school ice cream truck cruising through neighborhoods. We used to do it traditionally, but it was you could always be at the wrong place at the wrong time. So then when curbside came around, it was perfect because people were signing up and so you knew you were going to a spot and it was a benefit if people on that street saw us because then they would they would come out. Nitty says that curveball was in their favor. We touched people that we've ne- that we hadn't seen before because everyone was at home. And so we've benefited because now we've gotten phone calls from schools and companies that we've never dealt with in the past. Chuck Andrews with Macarolin Food Trucks had a similar experience. It was probably the best and the worst times. Macarolin specializes in gourmet macaroni and cheese, more than 15 different varieties of it. Andrew says he had to scale back as well, laying off everyone but the manager. It was kind of a two-man ban for the year 2020. From there, they pivoted to visiting neighborhoods in Rochester and Syracuse, rather than the usual music festival circuit. We made the assumption that most people went to festivals, and that's simply not true. And so last year, with no festivals, we went to them, and as a result, benefited accordingly. Andrew says that in his case, there was a silver lining to running a food truck business. While restaurants had to adjust to capacity limits and find creative ways to social distance with outdoor seating. Food trucks were at an advantage without spending money because they're already outside and they can have social distancing without busting down a wall. But with events and festivals shut down last year on top of public health restrictions, not every food truck survived the blow from the pandemic. Just like every business and restaurants, they all had to adapt and find different business models. And uh, so it's, you know, it's been a tough year for everyone. That's Jim Farr with the Rochester Public Market. Ten years ago, he started the first rodeo. He was inspired by a similar one in Orlando, Florida, 
I talked to a couple people and they thought it would never work. But it did work. On the best of days, he says they've had 45 food trucks and thousands of people. This time, there will be about 18 food trucks, though Farr still expects a crowd. We're a little bit fear, afraid that we may get overwhelmed <laughs> with folks because there's so many, you know, so much pent-up demand just to get out and do things. Andrews and Nitty say the return of the rodeos is a beacon of hope. In the food truck owner's mind, there's like, this is our first step getting back to normal. I mean, that's why we're so excited for the food truck rodeos to start again, because everyone wants to go out and be part of it again. Barr says if you're going, you might want to carpool and bring your own chairs. And if you're not vaccinated, bring a mask. Noelle Evans is a reporter for WXXI News. You've been listening to Earshot from WXXI News. And we want to know, how are we doing? What do you think of the show so far? Drop us a line at earshot at WXXI.org. And be sure to subscribe to this podcast to keep up to date on local news. Find even more at our website, WXXINews.org. Music this week from Blue Dot Sessions and Poddington Bear. I'm Veronica Volk. Thanks for listening. This program is a production of member-supported WXXI Public Broadcasting, Rochester, New York.